Hey guys, this is Joe. Mr. President, thanks. What's up, guys? It's Eric. It's called Project Rebirth, Mr. President. Dr. Vasselli, a scientist who escaped, I'm just going to power through it, who escaped from Italy, has perfected a process that can take a boy with birth defects and make him as fast and as strong as an athlete. Hitler already has a version of the super soldier, an Italian boy called the Red Skull. You get your guinea pig. Happens to be the best damn candidate out of 600 volunteers. A secret experiment gave one man the strength of a hundred. The rest of the world is just codenamed Captain America. And the power to save millions. The Jerry's had an experimental rocket ready to fire at a target somewhere in the United States. Only he could defeat a superhuman madman. They got a fella called the Red Skull heading up their outfit. All we can hope to get in there is one good man. But saving the world left him trapped in an icy grave until fate released him to finish a battle started decades ago. Yeah, he's still alive. We don't know where he is or who he is. Now, an evil genius is on the verge of global domination. Captain America, you gotta help us. And only Captain America can stop him. Ronnie Cox, Ned Beatty, Darren McGavin, Kim Gillingham... Scott Pollan as the Red Skull, and Matt Salinger as the Marvel Comics hero, Captain America. You're listening to Worth a Lead Beat, the podcast where two former video rental clerks watch movies that they may have recommended at one time to see if they still think the film would be worth keeping an extra day or two to watch again, even if it meant paying a lead fee. How you doing, Joe? I couldn't, I couldn't get through that quote. Even, even the intro. Oh my god. <laughs> I've I've never been more upset at Joe than when I was I Monday. Got, I got so many messages. I should post a screenshot of our messages going back <laughs> and forth and post that as well. I I I was so glad before you even sent me the link, I was so glad that this film is able to, you can just watch it on YouTube because I was <laughs> I was gonna rent it on like Prime or something like that and then I don't remember what made me YouTube it I think I was looking for a trailer or something and I was like oh oh not to promote you know oh so you didn't, you didn't watch the uh, HD widescreen version on Blu-ray oh, oh I missed out on <laughs> oh, that man. but anyway other than that we'll get into the movie in a, in a minute but how's everything else going well this movie's really fitting right now away because the world needs Captain America right now so the world needs something, man. It's the world a, needs something. It is a crazy day. I was so I'm working from home still, and I have um I have like my uh this tablet next to me where I can watch my cable if I want to. I don't really do it because I'm on the phone all day for work. But so I started seeing all these you know notes about what's going on, and I was like, what the hell? So I just put the news on on mute, and I was like, oh my god! I felt like I was watching like white house down or or something it was yeah. it was it was like a movie and, and am i the only one i was talking to Bree about this but um i always assumed that if you went anywhere near the no. a, a building like that that like machine guns would just be like man, i thought like there are people looting that like i'm like that's what i mean i'm like jesus man like people are pissed off for like don't be wrong you should be looting in general but people are pissed off that a is being looted or a walgreens is being looted right. in my mind it would be like that there would be especially like because it didn't happen right away it's not like they all stormed it all right. at once so like i thought that and i'm not i'm not i don't know what i'm doing i don't know how law enforcement is supposed to go but i would think that like they were the, the they would be like all right guys we've we've got our line set up here if anyone comes past that line, take them out. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Maybe that's what yeah. I would never. I would never. I mean, they're obviously, being way, they're being way too generous. They should be like they're being way too generous. Like having like not gassing them when they did. Yeah, and, I don't uh, know. It's just it's just yeah. not. It's not what I thought life was like. But other than that, life is good. Um, so you know, yeah. and hopefully, it looks like they've at least calmed down the. If you guys, I mean, I assume you, Joe and I are recording this on January six, so. A bunch of loony people yeah, so, have stormed the Capitol building in Washington D.C. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So when you hear, if you hear something, uh, once it's put on the tenth, I'm sure everything will be resolved by then. But it's yeah, been I a, hope uh, so. Wild, 
wild six between the runoff yesterday going into today with the results and then this it's like it's madness yeah and and the other thing i've been watching is um world juniors and the u.s won world juniors last night i i read that yeah two nothing i heard yeah so it was a big upset so the u.s was doing very well and then a bunch of crazy psychos (laughs) stormed the capitol (laughs) building but from last night around like you know midnight until today around one or whatever it was going so well but um and then also related to hockey i'm sure you saw on instagram but myself and your cousin's husband won our beer league championship we were laughing we were talking about that uh yesterday actually who Um, you and uh krista Oh, nice. Because <laughs> I guess I guess her husband was a uh, little buzzed post oh, day you, after. He's a little buzzed because of the. You don't uh... <laughs> even know. Was this the day he had the cup? It was the day after, so like it like lingered on. So, so when when did you guys win? So we won Sunday night, okay. and then this is a the it's it's so stupid, but it's so funny. The league <laughs> the league gives us the cup, like the team has the cup for a week, and what what the cup is is it's a keg with like a salad bowl welded to the top of it. But um, so each of us on the team get the cup for like a certain amount of time. Like I had it um, Monday night and then I dropped it off to the next person Tuesday morning. And yeah, Alex, when he had it, there's like this team chat going around of like, you know, what everyone's doing with the cup. Like I send pictures of me feeding my dogs out of it. And you know, meanwhile, and then Alex is drinking out of it. He <laughs> was, dude. He was cracking me up. Like, I, he was, yeah. He, he. The best part is the first video he put up. It's like him taking a, a a shot or whatever out of it. And right before he drinks it, he like looks at. He's got his camera set up on a on like a the counter or whatever. And he looks at the thing. He's like, my wife's gonna be pissed or something. <laughs> and then just and then drinks out of the cup. But he sent like probably ten videos, and each one of them cracked me up. He he's definitely the best so far of uh of uh cup cup winners. But yeah, so so Krista liked it. Or no, she was like that like, at least. She's this was to be a no drink no drink January for them. But she's like, this is a uh, <laughs> this, is a a, this is a bit of a pass for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He well, he had a good game. He he won uh. I think he scored yeah he scored our first goal and then our second goal i think i set him up on the second goal beautiful goal if i don't beautiful pass if i don't mind saying don't mind saying myself but yeah so it was a good week and then the, the cup's still getting passed around and a lot of the guys on our team are firemen so two of them took a picture of them doing like deep uh like water rescue training so it's like them in a frozen lake with with the cup and then one of them took a picture uh of he's up on a on a like you know like the you know some fire trucks have like the the huge ladder that can go up to like you know if you have like yeah. a building in this in a city he's like he's got the ladder extended up i don't know how many feet and he's holding the cup at the top of that so it's pretty cool man it, it's 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 just a fun thing to That's but yeah fun, it was, yeah how yeah, many teams so. are how many teams are in the league i think you told me this in the past but i can't remember now um it, it changes from season to season but i think this season i think we had 10 i think okay and the funny thing is we, our team and the, the two teams that met in the finals, I think we were like, we finished in like fifth place and the team that met in that faces in the finals finished second to last. But all of the teams in the league, what they do is throughout the regular season, they bring in all these ringers, like every game. So you don't know who's on, who's really on any team. So we did okay throughout the year. And this other team that we played in the finals didn't do well, but it's, but the one thing, but what we both did was our teams were really our teams. We didn't stack the team. So in the playoffs, they cracked down on that and they're like, you can't bring in ringers. So all these teams who did so well during the regular season lost in the playoffs. Cause like when that, once you took away their, their, you know, the people that weren't really on their team, they weren't that good. So, so it was good. And then uh, also, as far as what I'm watching, I'm, my good streak with Brie continues as far as movies that I'm picking. So the other day we watched Bronx Tale. She loved it. So I, I'm still I'm still doing well. And in awesome. the other in a movie I recommended that I was like I wasn't sure if she'd like it and she wants to watch it is Munich. I love that movie. Obviously, I'm for, yeah, I've seen it a yeah. while. So we're gonna watch that soon. But what have you been watching? Anything good? Uh so my friend she's never seen Harry Potter, which for me is a I love Harry Potter. 
big fan. I was one of those people who stood in line for like the last book for like 10 hours. But anyways, it's a rare thing. I don't know if you've actually seen them or not, but it's a rare thing. Harry Potter? Yeah. I've seen them once. I've seen the same thing with Lord of the Rings. I've seen each of them, I think, once. Okay. I was going to say, it's a rare thing when you meet someone who hasn't seen a single film. So we've we've gone through, we just actually finished the last film the other night. We've been watching them all virtually. Um, This is pretty cool. As I call it, 27.xyz that a couple who um, was doing the long distance dating thing, they made this website where you can watch movies together with like a webcam and microphone and all that. So it's pretty cool. So we've been watching all the films together. Um, and it's it's fun seeing the reactions for someone who really hasn't seen any of these films who went into these thinking they'd be awful or like, you know, because she's not big into like the fantasy and science fiction and all Same. that. So yep. she was like convinced she would hate him, but she ended up loving them by the end. So... Nice. I, there's nothing I love more, and I've I've gotten that with with Bree with these movies like in three in a row, Inside Man, Training Day, and then now Bronx Tale. Watching a movie that you like or love with someone who is completely has never seen it, it's it's so fun, especially if they like it, because like it's you see stuff coming and you're like you're like oh something's about to happen, I can't wait to see how they react, and yeah, that's 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 fun. You just have to be good and not like spoil it. That's Brie, the thing. Brie has a hard time with that when we watch movies because she, she Brie loves spoiling things. So like, or, or or she doesn't even mean to, but she'll be like, she just has. I love these, this part. It's my favorite part. Or something. Yeah, she yeah. just has these certain giveaways that I'm like, well, all right, but yeah. So, <laughs> oh well, what are you gonna do? So, um, Joe, you're gonna talk about what the movie. I went to RMA to pick out a beer for this, but. I'm not gonna lie, my heart wasn't really in it. I didn't really want to like oh, spend, come on. spend too long looking for a beer there and settling for a beer that I that didn't really do anything. So I'm just having my last uh, Sam Adams uh, holiday winter ale. So okay, well no, I thought you were gonna be like this film didn't deserve one. I thought that's what you were gonna get at. So no, no, okay, no. okay. I'm drinking. Drink okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I had I did have a beer last night from RMA though that was so good. It was called uh, I don't remember what the brewery was. I wish I had the can on me. But the beer was called "It's uh, Snowing but Not Sticking," and it was. Uh, oh, I kind of like that. Oh, I like dude. the name. Like I like the name. Uh, so the description of the beer, though, it was like chocolate, cherry, cake, like some sour, and I was like, "What?" But the guy at RMA recommended it, and I was like, "All right, whatever." And I'll try. And I tried it, but I wasn't super excited about it. And I took a sip of it. And I was like, it tasted like, you know, those um, chocolate covered cherries. Yeah. That's exactly what it tasted like. Oh man. And are it these, was, are these, are these still available? Or are these no, like, uh... I went, when I went there tonight, I was like, you know what? I'll get another one of those because I was like, it was so good. But here's the thing. It's 11% alcohol, but it doesn't taste like that at all. Like, so it's kind of dangerous because I could see myself easily, like quickly putting down two or three of them and then being like, holy Lord, I'm waffled. But, <laughs> but those beers that I picked up for, like, during Christmas at that place where i I think I've got what seven that day, something like that. And I've I, I have four left, and they're yeah. so far they've been all really good. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 definitely like for now on instead of going to you know getting I, well I like I like Sam Adams and all that, but I kind of really like these small breweries. And there's like that, they're, that's the thing, they're creative. Just, there's so much good beer out there now. It's yeah. I was talking about that the other day. We were talking about a local bar, and like I remember like when I turned 21, you'd go into a bar and they would have like Bud Bud Light maybe Corona and then like maybe Guinness. And then that's pretty much it. And now it's like, if you own a bar, you have to have, you have to have a good beer selection to have any real bar, unless you're like a total dive bar. And there's definitely a market for that, but yeah, <clears throat> but so um, I, so that's what I'm drinking holiday white ale. Uh, what are we, what are we watching and, and why'd you pick it? Please watching... explain, explain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching Captain America. The one that came out in 1990. So, I honestly never thought I'd be make this way. Be making this list, but I live near a pizza place that is still open. And once upon a time ago, uh, does it else, start with an R? Are we thinking of the same place? Brothers Pizza. Oh, never mind. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. You told me this. You told me this. Yeah. So yeah. So a long time ago, Brothers had a small video and uh, game rental attachment that shut down years and years ago. But when I was a kid, I loved Captain America. I loved comics. I still do. Um, and this film was one I'd watched quite a bit and definitely rented multiple times. And the last time I actually saw it was on VHS, probably when I rented it from there. 
with only fragments of an outdoor fight scene, which happens at the end, um, in my memory. But other than that, I went to this blind. So to sum it all up, it's because of the of a restaurant rental store memory. <laughs> so um, I have absolutely no memory of this film, and it's kind of a few things. I'm not a huge comic book movie guy, and part of that's I was never into comic books, but I don't have a problem with them. I just never got into them, but. Over the past 15 or 20 years or so, it feels like there's a new comic book comic book movie out like every month. And I just kind of got burned out because my friends are really into them. And I went and saw quite a few of them. And then I was like, I can't keep up. And then comic book fans can be kind of obnoxious with like the whole like, if you're not a comic book fan, like if I go out to a comic book fan, I'm like, oh, did you see Batman Begins? It was pretty good, right? And they're like, oh, it doesn't like line up with that. That's just an example. No, I don't no, know I if know. that. So it kind of it, it kind of just put me off to the whole thing, but honestly, um, I'm I'm the same way right now. With Marvel <clears throat> films they put out so many, and there's with one thing with I get like the building universe, and it's pretty cool what they've set, what they've like, what they've created with that universe. But all those films, there's not really any, there's no stakes involved with the characters or anything. So it's like with the, with the exception of like the Avengers, like the final, like the big films, the Avengers, like when they all get together, not mm-hmm. a whole lot is at risk for them. So they're kind of boring to watch because you kind of know what's going to happen by the end of it. And, and you know, it's, I guess a comic book film, but yeah, yeah, I'm kind of burnt out on those as well for the, for that reason. Yeah. So I, I honestly didn't even know that this movie existed until you, you brought it up, but um, do you have any, do you have any stats as far as how this did financially or no? So this is a weird one. It's a good, it's a good one. I bet this is, this is a weird one. It is. So the film was released in the United Kingdom on December 14th, 1990 but didn't come to America until July 22nd, 1992, which only seems fitting for a film called Captain America. Am I right? right. Yep. So it's like really bizarre. Um, we'll get into that more during some random facts, like the whole kind of why that was or whatever. Um, but it was written by Stephen Token and directed by Al, uh, Albert Payoon, who also directed a ton of directed video action films like Kickboxer 2 and Cyborg. And so he's, this is kind of his thing is, Direct to, vi- direct to video features it seems like which is not bad, bad thing because movie, he actually has he's, he's, he's a he's a following like people actually like have like he has a quite a following he's done a ton of as you, as you say that the zoom background that you had in the lower right hand corner it said <laughs> bad bad movie drinking game <laughs> as you're as you said like you know he makes some pretty good movies i'm like really <laughs> i'm not gonna say they're good movies but people definitely like them <laughs> so john claude van damme films <laughs> well the, the, that those are fine but this um so did you say how do we have any dollar figures or no so we have it's, we have a budget of i was gonna get that the rim facts but okay we, yeah, budget, we can... oh no no it's, 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 like, it's like it's three they have a budget of three million dollars so not that much not that much to work with okay and i you still could have done better with like a camcorder and a <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but um critically uh it's a it's it's if I think if this movie's known for anything, it's known for how bad it's reviewed. Would you agree with that? It's 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 one of the worst movies, review wise. No, it's 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 bad. It's bad. It's like I think it's like a, a single digit on Rotten Tomatoes. But there's some movies that have like zero percent and like just like a real dog shit. It's a it's a three point two on IMDb, which is too high, and a thirteen <laughs> and a thirteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not a show factor. Yeah. Yep. What the fuck? See, <laughs> now you're now I'm turning you on. Show factor is I can't even review that movie. Gonna, okay, anyways, I was I wasn't able to find an eBay review because, um, as we'll discuss later, like you said, I don't think eBay don't reviews. Think... He doesn't review movies that go straight to the five dollar bin in, <laughs> in Walmart. <laughs> but um, some other things that were going on at the time of the world, and Joe kind of touched on it. But I'm the time frame that I'm going to talk about is uh, 1990, December of 1990. Correct. Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> there's a there's a few different dates that kind of matter with this movie, except they don't. But um, so <laughs> some other movies that came out that month. Um, Look who's talking to. <clears throat> uh, Worth the late fee alumni, Kindergarten Cop, uh, Godfather Three, and Edward Scissorhands. So Damn. kind of a mediocre month at best. But I used um, to love. Edward Scissorhands loved that movie growing up. I I'm kind of indifferent. Edward, I haven't watched it in forever, but I, I don't either. remember like hating it, but I don't remember loving it either. But um, 
outside of film. So it was also kind of a light month. Uh, Iraq announced that it would release some hostages, which is good, I guess. A shoeless Joe Jackson signature is sold for $23,000 and change. Ted Turner and Jane Fonda got engaged. So it's a pretty light month in news, um, at least news that I want to mention on here. There was also some, obviously, there's always bad stuff that I leave out about people getting killed and whatever, or I try to leave it out. But um, I know you don't have a back of the DVD summary because this movie doesn't deserve it, but you, you said you took down a summary. <laughs> you said you took down a summary from somewhere else so you can give people an idea of what it's about. Yeah, IMDb, it's actually a pretty good summary. Uh, so during World War II, a brave, patriotic American soldier undergoes experiments to become a new super soldier, Captain America, racing to Germany to sabotage the rockets of Nazi baddie Red Skull, Captain America winds up frozen until the 1990s. He reawakens to find that the Red Skull has changed identities and is now planning to kidnap the President of the United States. So don't say it. Don't, 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 make any, don't make any funny... No, any no, funny no, 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 no. A couple of things I want to point out is watching this movie, if, if I had you watch this movie and I didn't tell you when it came out, on, be honest, when would you think this movie was made? 80s early 80s right early 80s yeah i say early because 80s. yeah because when did the first batman movie like the first modern batman movie it was in 89 i think it was 89 yep and it looks like leaps and bounds better than this it does, it not, does. Like, not even in the same and i know it's a different budget and a different and, and I, a lot of that comes like a lot of that like, that's why like going into this i'm gonna have a lot of kind of comments about the budget because they really I'll, 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 like I said, I'll mention this in a bit, but they really got screwed multiple times. So it's like, they really, this movie shouldn't have been released. And it somehow miraculously was after everything they went through. But the one thing does, we'll agree on this super crappy, like quality wise. The one thing we'll agree on that is that this movie should not have been released. Well, you kind of, this is like a, uh, <laughs> one of those tabloids, the headlines, mixing my words around. But, uh, <laughs> And then the other thing I wanted to mention from what you said about the summary is um, one thing I noticed is this is still in the era. And this is another thing that makes me, that made me think that this seemed like it was um, either like in the seventies or whatever, but it it was still in that era where like, if you want to, if you want a bad guy in a movie, you just involve the Nazis, you know, it was, it was Nazis. Yep. Yep. Not many people (laughs) sticking up for, for them. So it reminded me of, and this is like, obviously, it's nowhere near this movie, but it's like a horrible version of Indiana Jones, where it's just like, oh, we need a bad guy. Let's just, uh, this guy was involved with the Nazis and whatever. So, um, some other, some of the people that are cast members and stuff coming into the film. So, the first one is Captain America himself, Matt Salinger. He's the son of JD Salinger. That's yeah. Right, yep. Which I didn't know that, which is, I didn't really know anything about Matt Salinger. And there's, but, um, so he was in Revenge of the Nerds in 84, this in 90. He also had roles in What Dreams May Come uh, and episodes of Law and & Order. And he's produced independent films. But he did, other than that, he, he hasn't been super active. This, this one really sunk his battleship pretty good. So, um, And then R- Ronnie Cox, who played Tom Kimball. Pretty impressive career, especially in the 80s and, and kind of, I think in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s maybe. He was he was kind of like a he's in a lot of movies. If you see his when you see him, if you don't know who Ronnie Cox is, he's one of those actors when you see his face, you're like, oh, he was in this. And you may not remember his name or whatever, but so he was in Deliverance in 72. Uh, he was uh Bogomil in the Beverly Hills Cop series, which is a favorite of mine. He was uh Loudon Swain's father in Vision Quest, another um another uh, worth a late fee episode that we've done he was in robocop he was in total recall in 1990 just to name a few but if you look at his filmography he's got he's got a pretty good list of you know not really a headliner but he's got steady work from the 70s and 80s and then scott paulin who played the red skull um he was in right stuff in 83 teen wolf in 85 the accused in 88 turner and hooch in 89 this in 90 and then on his filmography, he doesn't have much, if anything. Was he in Total He'll, Recall? Uh, I didn't see. I didn't write that down. He may have been. I can't. I, Ronnie I, Cox I, was. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Okay, maybe that's what I'm yeah. thinking of. So, Scott Paulin played the Red Skull. 
He has this in 90. And then he's an I am Sam in 2001. And there wasn't any, much, if anything, from 90 to 2001. It was like Hollywood was like, whoa, Scott, what did you just do? But real quick, funny I am Sam story. I saw I am Sam in theaters with, I went on like kind of like a high school date, but it was with th- this girl and then my a friend of mine <clears throat> who I played hockey with. And in the, so there's three of us. And in the movie, we're like watching the, the, the movie, watch the movie. And then at the end of it, me and the girl look over at my buddy and he's like crying. And we're like, are you, are you okay, dude? And he's like, yeah. And he like tried to like play it off. Like he wasn't crying. So that's whenever I see that, whenever I hear about that movie, that's what I think of. Not that there's anything wrong with crying. It's just a funny, funny moment. And then lastly, um, Ned Beatty, who's by far the best career. And you have to, you have to, when I saw him in this movie, I'm like, Ned, what are you doing? Like, why, how did you say yes to this? No, really. Cause this guy, so he's an Academy Award nominee for the network in 76. He had two Emmys for lead actor for Friendly Fire and then supporting actor in Last Train Home. He had a Golden Globe Award for best supporting actor for Hear My Song. <clears throat> he was in Deliverance. He was in All the President's Men. He was in Network, like we said, that he was uh, nominated for. Superman, what I know him as, is the father in Rudy. Uh, Toy Story 3, and now more recently, Charlie Wilson's, Charlie Wilson's War. But it was like, how do you go from deliverance and academy award nominee to saying yes to this one fire your agent if you haven't already but um so usually we do kind of the 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 more you know random facts that's you know and i have a few of those too but did you want to kind of explain the release thing that you were saying earlier as far as when it was supposed to be and so yeah i i know a little bit of this and i did some research and so going back to, like you, like you said, kind of like the, all the release drama, Captain America's first appearance was in March of 1941, and this film was originally supposed to come out in August of 1990 to coincide with the 50th anniversary. Um, movie posters went to theaters to get people excited for this, but it never came out. To, it never came out in America. It was, Real however... Quick, do, do you happen to know, was Captain America initially the comic book character? So he came out in 41. 41, yes. I'm not sure if so it was it must an actual have been. issue. I'll have to look into that. But I know he came out in 1941 because it was very much he was created to like kind of like, you know, coincide with like what was going on in the world at that, that time. That makes sense. Like a World War II and everything. Right. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. But like movie posters were actually in theaters for this movie to get people hyped up for it but never came out in America. It was, however, released in limited theaters internationally and eventually on VHS and LaserDisc in 1990 by the company 2020 Vision. After several delays, it was finally released in America now in 1992 by Columbia TriStar Home Video. And to make things even weirder, this film has garnered a following and Shell Factory, who's known for releasing movies and TV shows with followings, um, like low niche audiences, released a Blu-ray in 2013 with commentaries from the actor and director. And they actually mentioned the original production company underwent huge changes. Marvel wasn't very cooperative and the budget was terrible. On top of all that, the shoot was really limited with its locations and the time given. So right from the start, they were they had hurdles to kind of overcome throughout the whole making of this film. And then with the theatrical version, director's cut available, which gets the director's cut gets better reviews, you know, but not by not by much, but it does add to the story that I guess, you know, I see myself personally, but um, a user actually took it a step further and made their Red Skull cut online, and it's on YouTube. And people actually like it. And in that, he actually gathered all the deleted scenes, stuff that he got from actual S because he used to work with film, I guess. And he put all the deleted scenes with a 4-3 aspect ratio to kind of match with the VHS when it was released. And it flows really well, and it adds a whole ton of story to Red Skull and the characters. So it's pretty cool, like, the, the fan base, how, like, there is a fan there is a fan base with this, and they've they're still, like, kind of constructing that the film that was supposed to be shown well so to to i guess to follow up on that and if i give if i give you the benefit of the doubt on that and i give that guy the benefit of the doubt on that one of the random facts that i have is in an interview with retro junk co-star ronnie cox who played uh, kimball he said that this movie quote remains to this day the finest script i have ever read 
how these guys mess this film up, I will never know. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's I I see that, but I I do know that Matt Salinger and the director, I believe it's the director. I don't know if it's the director or the screenwriter, but either way, the actors on there. And like you said, they all in the commentary, they all thought this was like, gonna be a great film, like it was gonna be the next blockbuster, but it just went to shit. And like it should have been a blockbuster and it should have been a super successful film, but I don't know what happened in the production. I yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of things happen because it's not like it's an edit away from being good. It's it's the well, we'll get well, into that's, that later, that's but... one of my that's one of my least favorite things is the editing of this film i think it's atrocious that's one of the things i actually wrote in my least favorite thing was the editing of this movie is especially, an abomination <laughs> yeah it's horrible especially in the action like in the fight scene it's so like the, the quick cuts the, and the like quick I'm cuts like, i was yeah. getting a headache dude <laughs> I know. i'm not even joking no i know it's like especially the shield he's rolling around with the shield when the, the machine got the end it's quick cutting between the shields him rolling and the gun i'm like what is like what is what is this what's happening if you don't know and you don't want to sit down and watch the movie which i would totally understand google like or YouTube, like the fight scene from Captain America 1990 version, it's insane. Like, it would be like if you filmed, if instead of filming an actual action scene, you filmed, you were like, all right, Eric, throw a punch. So you filmed me throwing a punch, and then you were like, Joe, fall down. Separately, you filmed Joe falling down. And then you just piece together all of these individual scenes. So if you're watching it, it's so nothing is going on no camera is on for more than a second and a half and it's just like jumping all over the place you get it get, makes you dizzy and then on top of that which again we'll get into i, I might just even throw it in here and just dodge it after but the action in this movie was slow and again that was i'm not sure what the reason was but the action wasn't very fast paced the fight scenes like when they're punching on the stairs or in the open um uh the outdoor um yeah, I know you're Rome. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's all very slow. Like, it's not like the editor, you know, they, they could have, they did this shit job to begin with. They could have edited, like, the fights to make them look a little more realistic and not like I'm watching, uh, like you said, a choreographer, like a, the choreography of kids pretending to punch each other from a mile away. The, the, the fight scenes and the action in this, in this movie are, this isn't even a joke. They're about, what you would expect in like the original Batman TV show where it's like, yeah, Batman throws a punch and it's like, pow. <laughs> and yeah, you no, know, absolutely. It's, it's, it's like that. Yeah. And it was made in 1990, which is insanity. So, um, this is, uh, I just have two, uh, two more random facts. So according to director Albert, how do you say that? Peon? Peon? Payoon. Payoon. Yeah. In the director's cut commentary during casting, here are some names that, were uh considered for, for this film to be involved with this film arnold schwarzenegger dolph lundgren val kilmer brian bosworth howie long uh former nfler and charlestown mass native i believe um val kilmer and val kilmer de- declined in favor of the doors which well played val good call <laughs> and then the only other one i have is uh, that Matt Salinger is a big fan of Captain America. He grew up reading the comics because I was like, that's weird that you were such a big fan and you decided to totally embarrass yourself. And oh, <laughs> participate come on. Get out of here. That would be like if they made like a Ray Bork biopic, but it was made for, by the worst people ever. And I was like, yeah, I want to be involved. So <laughs> um, we kind of talked about it before we started recording, but do you have anything or did anything jump out to you as far as wouldn't fly, like anything offensive or? No, not really. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't have anything either. There was not. I mean, I'm sure if you were looking for something, but I, there wasn't anything that I found yeah, too nothing offensive. Made, nothing made my jaw drop or anything watching right. it now. Right. So, this is going to be a tough one for me, but I'll let you go first. Favorite scene. All right. So, favorite scene. Easily, well, my background is right now. My video background here for Eric to see. The two times he pretends to be sick to steal the car had me in absolute stitches. Okay. The quote. Sh- well, first, he does it with the guy, but then after, Sharon, could you pull over for a minute? I think I'm going to be sick. He gets out, pretends to puke, <laughs> runs in the car and drives off. Like this guy, man, he is just... And funny thing about that, some people think, for those who've seen The Winter Soldier with the more recent Chris Evans Captain America uh, film, that the, where did you, where did Captain America learn how to steal that car that Scott Johansson says in the movie is actually a reference to this. And the Marvel Universe has a 
Tennessee to do that, where they kind of reference older films and little tidbits and jokes in there, but it would make sense. Um, and Joe, when we started recording, Joe has, like we said, he has this like highlight video playing behind him of that's, you know, every week it's, it's a scene from the movie that we're talking about. So when we jumped into the zoom call, he's got this video playing behind him. It's got Scarlett Johansson. And I was like, for a second, I was like, did we, did I watch the wrong movie? <laughs> and I would have been so mad if I watched this movie and I didn't even have to, I could have watched the movie with Scarlett Johansson in it. And, but it's just, a, it's a joke. It's a, it's an edit of the two, the two films. So um, my, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say I also really liked um, Red, the Red Skull costume from the first act. Looks so good and much in line with the comic. I thought. Then, for whatever reason, they really butchered it in the second and third acts, where they kind of get rid of the overlay. And the the Red Skull after, like when he when he's like trying to change his identity. And all that. <laughs> it looks like it looks like it looks like it's sung by a bunch of bees. Yeah, it's so. <laughs> it looks like or like someone just melted plastic to his yeah. face. It's it's horrible. Yeah, it's so. Like it actually, like I actually, I was I was watching. I'm like, oh man, this is great. Like I, I, I this is the costume accent aside. If this is the costume for the rest of the film, like I'm on board. Whatever, this might be good. But oh yeah, they covered that pretty fast. <laughs> so, what I had down for my favorite scene is <laughs> after Captain America is is shot and they're at the <laughs> they're at the hospital. <laughs> And the doctor is talking about how he's like barely hanging on to life. Like the military officer is like, you know, we need this guy and whatever. And so the officer says, uh, you know, he's like, first of all, the military officer gives him all this national security information just off the cuff. He's like, hey, you know, between you and me. (laughs) And he's pretty much like, it would be like if the U.S. president today was like, between you and me, we're going to bomb Iran. Which would be totally unbelievable at this point. (laughs) But yeah. (laughs) No. But he gives them all this information that he definitely shouldn't have. I mean, I know the guy's a doctor, but that doesn't mean you should. Yeah, the doctor's yeah. like, we'll still see. Well, I guess we're going to see. We don't know. Right, right. <laughs> and then Matt Salinger gives the worst acting performance I've ever seen. He gets out of bed. He says, Colonel Lewis, where did you say that launch site was? And they're, it, it's supposed to be like impressive that he got out. And he's like fully dressed, too. He like got up and got dressed in, in the two seconds. And I was like, oh, my God, that was so it was so bad that it was mildly entertaining so um i gotta say though i love there's two lines that i i i want to get this but i don't want to cut you off i have written down my quote and that i said in the beginning here is one of my favorite scenes in the entire film i i just didn't want to put it because it's like it's a, it's a six second scene but at the end one um for comical reasons now when captain america is about to get shot by um red skull with machine gun the president tosses over the shield and then after you know he dodges all the bolts over the uh, shield Captain America looks back at the president after Red Skull is like getting away right now right he looks at the president and says Mr. President thanks gives, gives him a big thumbs up <laughs> it's just the, the cheesiest funniest thing. thumbs up but then oh, another God. scene that made me laugh was this movie super campy I'm reviewing it based off the campy factor because it is a cheesy campy comic book film when he's diving out of the plane pressuring for the first time, he just yells, I love you, Birdie! <laughs> and it just goes, it's like the most bizarre thing <laughs> to just yell. It's, it's, I don't even know what to, I don't even, like I said, I texted you 45 times while I was watching this movie. I was like, I can't believe you did this to me. <laughs> but, um, do you have anything written down for the soundtrack, pro, positive or negative? So, while the quiet music and the piano melodies were nice, it didn't fit a comic book movie. <laughs> so, I thought the soundtrack, like, in the beginning when he's, like, limping around trying to look for his love interest and the, like, music playing in the background, none of that seemed really fitting, including at the end with the big fight scene. It didn't seem like an action movie score. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's, yeah, the soundtrack was not good to me, but it wasn't anywhere near the worst thing it was just kind of like Meh. actually i actually like some of the, some of the sounds like in the little melodies but i'm like i wouldn't pick them for this film <laughs> right <laughs> it's like... right so i'll go first with you if you could change one thing so here we go the laundry list of things no 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 no, no 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 <laughs> no i no yeah i don't think i yeah let's be clear i don't think any one two i don't think any 10 things could save this film but if I could, if you told me you can only make one change, you know, and you have to, I want you to try to make as much progress as possible with one change, it would be recasting Captain America. So I don't know, maybe Salinger's a great actor and it just wasn't a good fit or I don't, I don't understand his, 
his art or whatever, but I can't think of a character that, or an actor that gives off like less swagger and, and charisma. And he's supposed to be Captain America. He should have unlimited swagger and charisma. And he was just the most like blah, boring, you know, no, nothing. He did nothing. There was no energy, whatever. Like you said, he, he just the, the thumbs up to the president and it, that that scene is the whole character just boring no energy so if i had to make one change it would be i don't know any of the any of the names that we mentioned earlier i know all of them were smart and they said no to it but if you could have grabbed a guy like a val kilmer or not that he's the greatest actor in the world but it would have helped for sure so that's it what are, what, what about you so i put obviously there's quite a bit that could that could be changed here Matt Salinger seems like a really good guy who unfortunately um, didn't get a whole lot to work with here. And he mentions a lot of this in the Blu-ray commentary. He wasn't made very likable in the film. And that's a huge problem when looking at the newer Captain America films. You, you just didn't really care for him. He was kind of like a dick, actually, in most scenes. Um, budget and production problems aside, the biggest problem, though, is without a doubt the second act. This is a superhero film with the superhero spending a majority of the film finding Red Skull and destroy identity. There isn't, a, there isn't a whole lot of action. And again, characters we should feel for, like Birdie, we really don't trigger anything emotionally in us. Also, the editing, like I mentioned before, was awful. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I did have a note about the editing too, but I, um, yeah, no, I agree with you. So uh, on a scale of what you've, we've come to the part of the program where we give our, <laughs> our rating, if you've listened before, you know we rate movies on a scale of one to five would you mind paying a late fee to keep this movie? So score of one is you get five minutes into it and you return it. Cause you just, you're, you're done. You're all set. Um, score of five is you made it through the whole movie. You love it. And you want to keep it a few extra days to show to your friends. And maybe you end up buying the VHS from the, from the movie rental store. If the rental store has it, they probably don't, but um, unless it's, unless it's brother's pizza. Um <laughs> <laughs> so, Shout out to Brothers Pizza. <laughs> I, I've told you my thing about Brothers Pizza, right? I've never, I haven't been there in forever. I just, I just drive by, but I haven't been there in forever. So, so we're, we're, we won't reveal. There's a million places called Brothers Pizza, so we're not going to reveal which where they are. But so it's this pizza place near Joe and I, and the kid whose family owns it, I went to school with, and he was a year behind me, and I had a problem with him, and I ended up trying to fight him. This is in like high school or something. This is three we, years ago. No, no, no. <laughs> no and, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't fight me. We never ended up fighting. But um, so I won't go to Brothers Pizza now because I am paranoid that in my mind he's gonna remember that and like spit in my pizza and whatever. So there's this new pizza place downtown that 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 they opened. Yes. It's the same family. And so Bree was like, so I I told Bree I was like, oh, I won't go to Brothers Pizza because of this. And there's also another pizza place in downtown near the train station that I have a problem with the kid that owns that. And so I won't go there. And then the brother's pizza kid, his family opens up another pizza place downtown. And Bree's like, oh, well, you know, we should go to this place. It looks really good. And I'm like, yep, can't go there. So-and-so's family owns it. And, uh, and she's like, do you have a problem with everyone that owns a pizza place <laughs> in this city? And I'm like, no, you just, there's here three the, of here them. Here comes the Italian jokes. Here they are. Here come the Italian no, shows. they're not Italian. They're Greek. They're Greek. I know. I know. Yes, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. But anyway, so scale of one to five. Back to back to my rating. So, I really, I, I, I'm not trying. I'm not saying this to be funny. I gave this movie a one. I would have returned it in the opening scene when they broke through the window. They didn't even try to pretend to make it look like real glass. And then five seconds later, the they, they have the quote where they're like, the boy, we want him for his intelligence. And they shot up everyone else. This is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I, I really, I'm not, I'm not trying to just break Joe's balls. No, acting, it's, it's not, it's not a good film. It's not a good film. So acting, screenwriting, special effects, like we talked about the, the editing, it all seemed amateur. It all seemed like a high school project that fails and I just kept saying, and then aside from that, it had like this weird like soap opera, like subplot thing. And I was just like, I don't even know what's going on. Like, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. And you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of In the Office, the movie that Michael Scott releases, Threat Level Midnight. Yeah. That's supposed to be like purposely bad. 
threat threat level midnight was way better and less ridiculous than this and it's supposed to be bad so i don't know if i've given out a one out of five but if 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 not this is my first one out of five score on the on the podcast there you go you're welcome yeah yeah thanks thanks so you're up all right i'm giving this movie a two is this movie great no is it better than it should have been with everything that went wrong yes this movie should have been even worse than trial being Every little thing that went wrong during this production happened, and it's honestly miraculous that this even came out given all the circumstances and setbacks it faced. It's cheesy and campy, and the dialogue and acting absolutely made me chuckle on numerous occasions. But it's a comic book movie, which follows the story of Captain America, not awfully either. Um, and you really do need to go into this film knowing you're not getting a modern comic book film and one that's, and you are getting one that's just super cheesy and campy. So, with those things kind of in the back of my head as I watched it, what I, I don't know if I'd watch it again anytime soon, but I I laughed at it and I do I definitely got the B level quality <laughs> film that I kind of expected going into it. But then reading about the budget, that kind of played into this a little bit as well. Yeah. But a two out of five is I don't know if I'd watch it again anytime soon, but I enjoy what I watched. It's it was dumb fun. Really, really dumb fun. So the other the movie that you said in the beginning that you so this all started because Joe enjoyed our, when we talked about the big green, neither one of us liked it. When we were rewatching it, neither one of us liked it, but the difference and it, but it was, it was, I think we had a good time, like kind of shitting on it. But the difference to me is I get who the big green was aimed at. And I understand why when I was 10, I enjoyed it. This movie so you said that you remember liking this movie as a kid. I like comic books. And I think that was a big part of me liking Captain America is because he was a superhero, which at the time I didn't see a whole lot of on screen because Ben was kind of dark and aimed more towards like the mature audience yeah. versus a kid. This is this was a kid aimed film with the exception of like some scenes that kind of slipped through the rating system. But yeah. But it blows my mind that you as a kid could have I'm I don't have the greatest attention span. But I was watching this movie and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. So the thought of like 10-year-old Joe sitting there being like, yeah, I get it. This is entertaining. Just blow. Sure, I, I'm sure I waited for the third act every single time I, yeah. I watched this film. But <laughs> Oh, my God. But um, talk about real quick, too. I, I just like I haven't been <laughs> done anywhere, but I just came in the back of my head. The doctor in the beginning of the film when she escapes. No one chases after her. They just let her go. <laughs> she jumps out the window in, in high heels. <laughs> no one like looks for her. It's like, uh, like she's gone. All yeah, right. they're in like the middle of nowhere. It's like you probably could have just. She, yeah, she has a little bit of a head start, but you got to. But and then how about when she gets killed? Spoiler alert! The, you, you guys can't see me. We don't record this, but the, she goes. They go. Oh, um, um, doctor, whatever. I can't remember what her name was. Uh, this is, you know, Joe. He's he's uh, one of our higher level, whatever, and he's in to see this. And they reach out to shake hands. That actually shocked me for a second. I was like, holy shit, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> and he goes, they reach out to shake hands, and then he goes, Heil Hitler does the Hitler salute and then shoots her. And I'm like, how did you let this guy in with a gun and let him near? Oh my God. That was like, another. That, that surprised me, though. I didn't expect that. That caught me. That caught me off guard. There, the, the gun. I, okay, I. That's fine. If you didn't expect him to kill her, that's fine. If you're her, though, right? How you're, do you? How does that guy give that much of a wind up with a yeah. gun, and you don't just like move to the side a little bit? I know, but whatever. <laughs> we could talk. We could talk all day about <laughs> the rabbit hole of problems. Yeah. Yeah. So my beer, the, the Sam Adams holiday white ale, it's my last for the season. It was, it was uh, up until this year it was called white Christmas, but we talked about it. I don't care what they call it. It's a good beer. I like it and super drinkable. So it was good. Got me through this. Um, <laughs> other than that, in closing, um, follow us on Instagram worth a late fee. Suggestions are always welcome. Oh, you know what I want to do? I have to make a correction. In the last episode, I talked about how, um, we were talking about Russell Crowe and I talked about how Russell Crowe and Mark Ruffalo, That's right. we talked about Chris Penn's funeral and we were talking about how Russell Crowe doesn't get along with the paparazzi. And I was like, I kind of like how he treats the paparazzi. And I, t- I said that there was an incident where he and Mark Ruffalo at Chris Penn's funeral 
like chased off the paparazzi, whatever. That was actually a mixture of like two stories. So Sean Penn and Mark Ruffalo attacked or got gotten into an altercation at Chris Penn's funeral. The, oh, the okay. Russell Crowe one was, I remember, they, I've tried to find this clip a million times. He was on Inside the Actor's Studio and he told this story about, he got sued because someone came up to him and said something to his wife, called her something or said something super inappropriate. And he like knocked the guy out. He like punched him and knocked him out. And he got sued for it and whatever. And they asked him about it on, I think it was Inside the Actor's Studio. And he said that, he said like, you know, he kind of said, you know, like it is what it is. I paid the guy, but where I come from and when I grew up, if you said like something like that to a, a man's wife, you know, you, 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 the guy got what was coming to him. So I kind of mixed up two stories, but I, I, so I wanted to clear that up. But um, anyway, follow us on, on Instagram. We're at the late fee. Suggestions or feedback, always welcome. That's what made me think of it. Um, we'll be back next week. It's supposed to be my pick. But if you want to cut in front and suggest a movie, um, feel free to do so. Just send us a message. Again, worth a lead fee on Instagram. Um, I said that I'm going to try to do some 80s movies for a little bit because we're a little light on the 80s movies. And we've talked over the past few episodes or over the past few months, really, about how there was a while where I was going through a stretch of watching movies that are aimed at people in their 20s or 30s and like figuring out life after college and probably the best known one and one of the best movie soundtracks in history. I don't even think that's debatable next week. We're going to be watching the big chill. So yeah. Yep. So that's up next. Um, Like I said, feel free to send a suggestion and we'll put it on the list, but next week we'll be doing the big chill, but thank you guys very much for, for getting through this. Like I did watching this film and just powering through it. Send a hate, send a hate mail to Joe. Uh, You're going to love, you're going to love the Instagram posts. By the time this is up, you're going to be loving the Instagram posts. But as always, guys, thank you. Thanks, guys.